Hi, I'm Mark Chavez. I'm one of the hosts of Let's Make a, a comedy docuseries podcast about the creative process. Each season, my co-hosts, Ryan Beal, Maddie Kelly, and I, take on an artistic challenge and you follow our journey. In Let's Make a Sci-Fi, we wrote a science fiction TV pilot. In Let's Make a Rom-Com, we wrote a romantic comedy film. And on our latest season, Let's Make a Horror, we produced a horror short film. And when we run into trouble, we interview Hollywood experts. People who have worked on big things like The Blair Witch Project, The Office, Star Wars, Mamma Mia, and more. All three seasons of Let's Make a are available now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. So, Happy New Year. It's less than a week into 2024, so things shouldn't be too far off the rails just yet. You're hopefully still espousing the old New Year, New Me vibes. But if you're not feeling great, both the comedians we are playing today can relate. So let's get right into the comedy. First up, from last year at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival when he was on a themed gala about mental health and tackled subjects like his own anxiety, therapy, and mental illness in the most entertaining way possible, here is... Jacob Samuel. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, get this. I think that mental health is quite different than physical health. <laughs> right? Because if someone asks you, how are you feeling, and you say very healthy, the conversation moves on. But if you answer very mentally healthy, <laughs> there's going to be follow-up questions. The last time we had a big corporate campaign for mental health awareness, I saw an ad that blew my mind. It said, did you know that one out of every four people suffers from high anxiety? And this shocked me. Like, are you saying that three out of every four people are just okay with what's going on? <laughs> what? Seventy-five percent of people read the news and go, I have no concerns. Another relaxing day for me. The thing about these big corporate campaigns for mental health awareness is we don't need them. They're a waste of money. They really are. Like when it comes to mental illness, we already know. Most of us have family dinners, so... We're aware. Like, round of applause here if you have at least one family member who's totally nuts. Exactly. And if you're not applauding, you are that person. But it's okay. I, I have a mental health problem. Um, I was officially diagnosed by my wife. Uh, she came to me 11 months ago and she said, hey Jacob, you have a serious problem fixating on things. And I've been thinking about it every single day since. <laughs> but it's not so bad. Every mental health issue really is a double-edged sword. Like there's a negative side and a positive side. They can kind of be like superpowers. Like people with anxiety can get panic attacks but also very good at planning trips, right? 
If you have OCD, you may have intrusive thoughts, but I bet you're a tidy roommate. <laughs> if you're a sociopath, it's not good. <laughs> but you can have a very promising career in sales. In fact, it's kind of the only way. Like a lack of empathy, not good for relationships, very good for your bank account. I have a serious problem with anxiety. Well, definitely above average, for sure. And I know that because I have dispatched emergency services before. Like if you're a local taxpayer, people like me cost you money. <laughs> and if you're, if you're ever worried about something and you're thinking about calling first responders, my advice to you is call the fire department, for sure. Because ambulances, they'll charge you money if you're wrong. And the police are very mean. Sometimes they don't even show up. But firefighters are often available and very down to hang out. What happened to me is that all of a sudden my smoke alarm just started going off like crazy. And there was no smoke. So I called the fire department because I'm fast to action. And I was like, yeah, it's going off like crazy. And they said, okay, one of two things is happening. Either it's a false alarm, electrical issue, or you have a deadly gas leak. <laughs> so answer this question very carefully. They said to me, do you have any gas appliances in your home? And I said, no. And there was a pause. And then they said, okay, that's good. Do you want us to come over anyway? And I was like, how much does it cost? They're like, it's zero dollars. And I was like, how soon can you be here? And they're like, we're on our way. <laughs> so I went out to go greet them because I'm a polite person. And I was looking around. I figured they'd pull up in like a pickup truck or a van. Like they're like, we'll run a bunch of errands. Then we'll go visit this very scared man. And I looked down the street and barreling down my street is a full fire truck, like all the ladders and hoses and everything. Like they loaded up a 30 ton truck for what they knew was a nine volt battery change. And they changed that battery with a smile. They gave me a free battery and a calendar. They put on a whole show. They walked in with their gas meters on the whole time at zero. I was like, well, we just gotta see. They held it next to my electric stove. Like, we just gotta make sure. We want you to feel safe. There are a lot of things you can do to improve your mental health. A doctor once told me that uh, I need to sleep more to have better mental health. And I'm not sure if he was telling me to sleep more or be awake less. He's like, you make bad decisions. My prescription for you is to remain unconscious for as long as possible. <laughs> I find that like tactile hobbies help a lot, like building or crafting things with your hands. I've gotten very into adult Lego. And what that, by the way, that's Lego for adults. I'm not building little strip clubs in red light districts. Like my, my wife's like, what are you working on? I'm like, oh, my favorite part of Amsterdam. <laughs> My 
My wife got me into knitting, which is great. I love knitting. Yeah, it's very relaxing. I used to think that only old people knit. But now I realize that people who knit get old. Because it relieves so much stress. Right? And it's addictive too. Knitting is 100% the best addiction you can have with needles, for sure. I try to exercise a few times a week because, like, exercising regularly, it does wonders for your mental well-being. Until you think about how stupid that is. Like, how dumb is the human body that it's like, uh, you better move me or I'll make you sad. Like, that's your body. That's anatomical blackmail. Like, your legs are saying to your brain, listen up, brain, you better take us for a run today or will make you feel like no one loves you. <laughs> and your brain's like, well, if I'm going to feel that way, I'm going to eat and drink some stuff that will destroy this body eventually. So good plan, legs. <laughs> I've, I've been doing therapy on and off for a couple years, and that, of course that helps. But the first time I saw my therapist, he got me right away. Within the first 15 minutes, he was like, you have two main problems. One, you jump to conclusions, and two, you catastrophize everything. And that, to me, immediately felt like worst case scenario. I was like, I should probably call the fire department about this. Uh, I, I have a philosophy for feeling better in the head, and that is to go on social media less and read books more. Because comparing yourself to other people, that impacts how you feel. And people mostly post to social media when they're feeling pretty good. But they only ever write books when they're very sad. <laughs> so reading makes you feel a lot better. I go on Instagram, I have fear of missing out. I'm like, why am I not on a trip to Europe? I read a book, I'm like, it's a good thing I wasn't around during World War II. <laughs> Europe, not always a great place to be. I go on social media, I see how amazing all my friends' lives seem, and I get jealous. You know who's never given me that feeling? Dostoevsky. <laughs> I've never read a piece of Russian literature and thought, yeah, I wish this was happening to me. <laughs> There's a specific group of people on social media that are kind of ruining all of our mental health. And these people are influencers. And if you don't know what an influencer is, congratulations. You have an amazing life. <laughs> an influencer is someone who tries to amass a big following on social media so that they can then sell those people junk. We used to call these people hucksters, but a few years ago they rebranded somehow into cool, fashionable influencers, which is not even a good rebrand, right? Influence is a bad word. Think about it. Your friend's a bad influence. You're arrested for driving under the influence. <laughs> Influenza. <laughs> all influencers do all day is they post all this content that just makes us feel inadequate. They're not good people. And if there are any influencers watching this, I just want to say, please, please, Tag me. 
I need more followers. Thank you so much. Thank you. An absolute boon to the Vancouver comedy scene. That is award-winning comedian Jacob Samuel. Now, you're listening to some live comedy. You're hearing the laughter of the audience. And you might be wondering, how can I get in on some of that fun? Well, we can help with that, especially if you are in or around Whitehorse, Ottawa, or Niagara-on-the-Lake. Laugh Out Loud will be in Whitehorse at the Yukon Arts Centre on March 6th with an awesome lineup of comedians. We'll be in Ottawa a few weeks before that on February 16th, returning to the Shankman Arts Centre with a brand new lineup of killer comedians. And in just a few weeks, on January 27th, we'll be doing a live recording at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Now, I just gave you a lot of info, and I did it in reverse chronological order, but the best thing I can do is give you our website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud. And that is where you can see all the comedians who are performing on those shows and you can get your tickets while they're still available. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get back to our show. This next performer is an actor, a teacher, and a terrific comic from a live show in Perry Sound, Ontario. Here is Moe Smiley. Hey, Perry Sound, how we doing? So good to be here, man. This is awesome. I uh, I just got back from uh, across Canada tour. I just went all the way from coast to coast, all the way from Newfoundland to BC, and uh, gotta be honest with you guys, what a dump. <laughs> this place, man. It's other than let's be real here. With the exception of two or three places, everything else, Sudbury, Ontario. You know. It, <laughs> And my friends are hyping it up. They're like, hey, man, you're, you're in New Brunswick. I'm like, it feels like Sudbury, man. I don't... <laughs> this place is so weird. What a fun tour that was. You know, we, we went all sorts of different places, and I was touring with these two comics. And, you know, touring sounds a lot more glorious than you think it is, right? Especially if you're touring with two other people, because, you know, most hotel rooms have two beds. Right? So a lot of times you're fighting for who gets the bed and who's sharing. Right? And, and we checked into this hotel in BC, and uh, I was the first one into the room, and I saw that the bed was open, so immediately I dart right for it. Right? And the other guy takes the other bed, and we're both watching the third guy just brush his teeth. So now we're like, okay, man. Like, I'm just hoping, you know, I'm like, I hope that I get this bed to myself. I want to sprawl out tonight, right? So then this guy finishes brushing his teeth, and he jumps into the other bed. And I'm like, sick, awesome, this is great. But for a brief moment, I was like, why not my bed? (laughs) What's wrong with my bed, man? Is it the mustache? Like, can we talk? I can change, you know? Ah, Canada's a wild place. We did all these small farm towns. I didn't know this because I'm I'm from Scarborough, man. And, and, you know, it's just, hey, Scarborough, let's go. 
All right, we made it, I think. <laughs> but you go to all these farm towns and you realize, you're like, man, it, you know, you're doing these shows in these places. It's like an entire town. And, and, and they, all they do is just farm potatoes. That's just their life. It's all potatoes. Every you go, hey, my man, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a farmer. And you go, for what? He goes, potatoes. And I'm like, awesome, man, that's wicked. And then I go, my friend, and I'm talking to this girl. I go, hey, what do you do? And she goes, I'm an accountant. I'm like, okay, awesome, something different. For, accountant for what? And she goes, McCain's fries. And I, I, I go, I don't have any potato jokes, man. This, <laughs> they're weird, these towns. And, and here's the thing. One of my favorite things to do after shows is to stand outside and shake hands and thank people for coming. Right, and we did the small town, and I think it was New Brunswick, and I was shaking hands, right? I go, hey, thank you for coming. And I shook four different dudes' hands, and it was, it was like separately, right? Four different hands, every single one of them, missing fingers. Uh, <laughs> which is cool, it's cool, right? Like, hey, sometimes you lose a finger, you know? Do you, right? No problem. But, all I'm asking is just give me a warning, you know, because <laughs> have you ever shaken the hand of somebody who's missing a finger before? What a vibe, you know? Because you expect the full hand and then you get the nub in the palm. <laughs> it's this country, man, it's, I love it. I'm a proud Canadian. Make some noise if you're a proud Canadian in here. <laughs> Very proud of you. It's a beautiful place. It really is a beautiful place. It's just, I, let's be honest, the weather, trash, right? It's just, and I'm not going to sit here and try to do a bit about the weather, but like, I've never thought that I would face problems like this in my life where, you know, you're just, your car freezes like a car that you paid so much money for. You can't get into it because it's an ice cube, you know? And you go, I, I make payments every month. I didn't miss a payment. How... It happened to me last winter at the grocery store. It's like, I just went in for a half an hour, couple of things real quick, came out, car frozen. It's just solid, right? So now you gotta, you know, try to put your shoulder into it. You're, I'm yanking at the door and I'm getting mad because it's like minus 30 out. So I'm starting to bang on this car. I'm yelling, I'm like, open up, come on, man. And, and then I look inside, an entire family is sitting in this car. <laughs> behind me, my car's right there the whole time. <laughs> it wasn't even the same color. I was, <laughs> and I was telling you, I, I was reefing on that door. I, I was really just giving her, man. It's, I was like, oh, but yeah, and the mom was terrified just holding her kids back. <laughs> it's wild, man. These things can happen sometimes, but I guess that's why it's important to do therapy, you know? Gotta take care of your mental health. That's, that's important, right? Mental health, we got a mental health crowd here, right? It's seven people, nice. <laughs> you do, you honestly do. I'm a big advocate for that. Mental health is primary because everything else in your life follows, right? And, and, and recently, I was looking for a therapist. And if you've tried to find a therapist before, you know it's not easy, right? Because you can't just go on Google, look it up, and pick the first name that you see. You gotta have meetings with each one of them to see if, if it matches your energy, right? If you can open up to them. And I was just calling around and I couldn't find anybody. Then my friend was like, hey man, 
my dad's a therapist. You should call him up. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, man, let's do this. So then I get a call, get on a call with this guy's dad, and his dad is super knowledgeable. Just this guy, so much wisdom. He's been a therapist for like 30 years. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I found my guy. I go, I gotta ask you, how much is this gonna cost? Because, you know, I don't have benefits, so what's this gonna run me? And he goes, hey, look, it's a sliding scale, but it's anywhere between 300 to 350 an hour. I was like, $350 an hour? He goes, yeah. I was like, buddy, I'm not even that sad. $350 an hour? What part of that is sliding, my guy? Where's the slide? $350 an hour. As a matter of fact, I think I'm already starting to feel happier knowing that I'm saving that kind of money. Three fifty an hour. Get out of here, man. Do you know what that means? That means two sessions with this guy will take me to Cuba and back all inclusive. <laughs> what am I paying for? I'll just go for a walk and grab a sandwich, man. It's not that serious. <laughs> it's not that serious. But that's why it's important. You, you gotta, that's why you got to do what you love, right? Because otherwise you get lost in life and, you know, bills and all these things start to come up. But it's important. You got to do what you love. And, and I love doing this. This is my dream. But when I'm not doing this during the day, I am an elementary school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's how they make them, Right. This is how they make them. Jagmeet opened that diversity door and I snuck in behind him. <laughs> you guys are hiring? Diversity? I'm gonna write my name in Arabic on that resume, buddy. Let's do this. Let's teach these kids. <laughs> I love it. Teaching's amazing. And this year I'm a substitute teacher, which is even better than a regular teacher because you're like the cool uncle, you know? <laughs> Zero responsibility. <laughs> I just show up like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> We're not learning anything today. Uh... <laughs> it's the best, man. I love teaching. And it's crazy. The thing that, that, that's so wild about it is everything is different than what it was when we were kids. Like when we were kids, uh, it, we were not allowed to wear hats inside. And now kids are allowed to wear hats. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, it's such a trip, right? <laughs> Apparently they did some groundbreaking research and uh, they realized that kids can learn with their hats on. <laughs> like, well done. <laughs> I didn't know that that rule had changed either. I, I, like, I was walking down the hallway the other day and I saw a kid wearing a hat and then I go, uh, hey buddy, hats off. And this kid looks at me, he's like, why? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what they told me, and now I'm telling you, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> you ever want to fight a kid? You know? It's... <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it, but, you know. Like, how dare you ask good questions at school? <laughs> uh... It's wild. Teaching school because it does remind you of all these things that you forgot about. Subtle things, feelings, you know, 
Like, do you remember when you were sitting in class as a kid and then the phone would ring or the PA would come on, right? And they go, hey, excuse me, is so-and-so in the class, right? And then they go, yeah, he's here. And they go, all right, can you tell him to pack his belongings and come downstairs? Says mom's here to pick him up for a dentist appointment. You just get up, put your backpack on, and you're like, buzz off, nerds! (laughs) When do we ever get that as adults where you just completely check out of all your responsibilities? You just leave, right? You come back the next day with clean teeth. Man, what a feeling. I could go into all these places that I wasn't allowed in when I was a kid, like just like the staff room. What? I can go into the staff room now, unsupervised, you know? <laughs> and when you were a kid, you remember how exclusive the staff room was, right? No one was allowed in there. But then now I'm a teacher, I could walk in there and I'm like, man, this place sucks. <laughs> It's just an old white guy eating a sandwich. <laughs> like I thought there was a party in here or something, man. It's weird. No, oh, I love teaching. Teaching's awesome. It does, like I said, it reminds you of everything. It reminds you of all these old feelings, all these old thoughts. It reminds you of all these old snacks, right? Oh, man, nothing like just seeing a kid eat a snack that you used to eat. All these fruit roll-ups and, you know, fruit by the foot and Dunkaroos. Go, what? They still got those? <laughs> I saw a kid the other day eating yogurt out of a tube, and <laughs> and it really hit me, you know. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm I'm a grown up. Like I could I could buy this myself. Because <laughs> instinctually, a part of me wants to be like, Oh, can I have some? But like, I can't do that. I'm a grown man. <laughs> And just go up and have this kid squeeze out yogurt into my palm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, a little more, a little more, and just lick it during recess. <laughs> Man, it really hit me, and I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do after work. I'm gonna get in my car and just drive right to the grocery store, right? And that's exactly what I did. I finished work, got in the car, and just, just straight to the grocery store, went got the tubes, right? And I'm standing in line waiting to cash out. And this guy in front of me had like a grocery cart and it was filled with like real groceries, you know? <laughs> like lettuce and peppers and stuff. And then, then this guy turns around, he goes, Mo? And I was like, oh my God. And it's my buddy from high school. And I was like, holy smokes, how you been, man? He's like, good, man. Uh, you know, I just got the wife and the kids. I go, that's awesome. And then he, he looks down and he sees the tubes. He goes, you got kids? He's like, nah, man, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take these out in the parking lot and suck them off one by one. <laughs> Not even going to wait till I get home, man. <laughs> it's being a grown-up, that's what it is, and it's crazy because nobody warns you. Nobody tells you when you're a grown-up because it's definitely not 18, right? But you start to realize it in subtle parts of your life, right? It just little things. You start relating to people that you don't normally relate to. You know, like now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to relate to homeless people, you know? And, and we're all people. We're all people, right? We're all on the same highway. We're all on the same journey, right? That's the truth. We're all people, right? But I remember being a kid and like coming downtown with my parents, right? Just a little immigrant, just, you know, getting out of the subway. And then you just, you're like, I'm so excited to be downtown. And the first thing is just some guys like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, what's happening, right? And you're, 
everything's starting to click into place, right? But then, you know, now I'm 34 years old, right? And I see a homeless guy. I'm like, buddy, I'm one Rogers bill away from (laughs) sitting next to you, man. I'm like, spare change? I'm like, for me and you both, man, these therapy sessions are so expensive, dude. Hey, man, my name is Mo Ismail. Thank you guys so much. That is Mo Ismail, and you can find his comedy album, Homeroom Habibi, online now. And that is it for our show today. My thanks to the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, the Big Sound Comedy Festival, and sound engineers Brian Harder, Kyle Kudasevich, and birthday boy Jared Hillel. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. Thank you for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1. I'm Ali Hassan, and I'll see you again real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.